Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Welcome to Simply Holy, the podcast for Catholics who want to grow in holiness by living a simple everyday spirituality. Hey, I'm your host, Marge steinhag Fenland, and today I'm going to be talking to you straight from the heart. That's right, straight from the heart, straight from my heart, about, about some things that have been weighing on my heart, but more specifically, literally, my heart and, and yours your heart as well. There's a reading, a section from St. Paul's letter to the Colossians. So it's chapter two. If you're very interested in looking it up, it's, it's Colossians two verses six through 15. This, this is, this is one of the daily readings happens to be the reading, the, the first reading for the day I'm recording this podcast, but this is one of those universal readings that that we need to go back to again and again but it's about it's about not allowing ourselves to be captivated by empty seductive philosophies so so i'm going to i'm going to give you the whole the whole reading it's not very long so i'll break it up a little so it's not too tedious i don't want to always be reading at you but but i think this is really important and it plays into this whole show today of talking to you straight from the heart. So here's here's the reading. Brothers and sisters, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, walk in him, rooted in him, and built upon him, and established in the faith as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one captivate you with an empty, seductive philosophy according to the tradition of men, according to the elemental powers of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him dwells the whole fullness of the deity bodily, and you share in this fullness in him, who is the head of every principality and power. In him you were also circumcised with a circumcision not administered by hand, by stripping off the carnal body with the circumcision of Christ. 
you were buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the power of God who raised him from the dead. And even when you were dead in transgressions and the uncircumcision, excuse me, of your flesh, he brought you to life along with him, having forgiven us all our transgressions, obliterating the bond against us with its legal claims, which was opposed to us. He also removed from it, he removed it from our midst, nailing it to the cross, despoiling the principalities and the powers. He made a public spectacle of them, leading them away in triumph by it. There are, my friend, some key phrases in this reading. So I'm going to go back to just those phrases because I want to talk about them with you. The first is, see to it that no one captivate you with an empty seductive philosophy according to the tradition of men. Woe. See to it that no one captivate you with an empty, seductive philosophy according to the tradition of men, according to the elemental powers of the world and not according to Christ. Think about these words of St. Paul and then think about where we're at right now in our world, in our country, there are a host of empty, seductive philosophies according to the tradition of men and the powers of the world that are vying for our very being. So, right now, we have an inundation of fear-mongering, of coercion, of trying to convince us to think or do things that are not of God, that are against our own free will. St. Paul warns against this. He warns against these empty, seductive philosophies. Do what we want you to do, and we'll give you your freedom. Do what we want you to do, and we're going to give you all these perks. Do what we want you to do, and you'll be able to do what you want, get what you want, on and on and on. It's the same thing, same song and dance, over and over and over again. St. Paul says no. God says no, as a matter of fact, but but we have to pay attention to this. We think of the early Christians being persecuted and having to pay for their faith with their lives often. And in many ways we're asked to be to do the same now in this day and age, right now, in our lives. We are, those of us who stand up for our freedoms, those of us who believe that things are being told to us, things are happening that are against God, we end up paying dearly. 
This is cancel culture. This is censorship. Job loss. I, I know of people who have lost their jobs for standing up for what they believe is right. This is not unlike those early Christian times. But here's the thing. Also, also not unlike those early Christian times, we have, we have a resource. It, it doesn't sound quite, quite the, that's not quite the word I want, but we have a resource that will give us the strength and the knowledge, the discernment, and the ability to recognize the truth that we need. And that is Christ crucified. You know, Christ died so that we might live. Christ allowed himself to be crucified by these empty, seductive philosophies, these the traditions of men, the, 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 the people who refused to believe that he was the Savior and that he was indeed the Son of God. He died at their hands. He allowed himself to suffer for us at their hands. He, he's waiting. He's just waiting for you to turn to him and say, hey, I can't face this alone. I need you, please, Lord Jesus, to face this with me. And as a bonus, he gave us his dear mother Mary to to accompany us, to comfort us and console us and truly be a loving, caring mother to us, especially at those times when we feel we're just lost or defeated or fearful. That's, that's this whole fear-mongering thing. You know, when we start to feel ourselves becoming very afraid and we feel like giving in to the, the coercion and our Blessed Mother stands there and she says, nope, not necessary. I'm here. I will stand strong with you for you. I will intercede for you before my son, and my son will be right by your side to walk with you and to help you. And remember, remember the, the, the second part of that reading where Jesus, it, it, St. Paul says that Jesus made a public spectacle of those people who were promoting and living by these seductive philosophies. He made a public spectacle of them. I assure you, my friends, that those who are doing that right now, pushing these select, select, uh, I'm sorry, seductive philosophies, I'm blending my words there, those people will at some point be made a public spectacle because everyone will be brought to justice. Every single person on earth or whoever has been on earth or whoever will be on earth will be brought to justice. And so 
turning ourselves over to Christ and trusting in Him is essential to recognizing these empty, seductive philosophies. Because remember, seductive, seducing. You know, what, what does someone do when they're, when they're trying to seduce another person into doing or thinking or believing something? They make it seem very appealing and necessary for fulfillment or safety or whatever it is, whatever that good is, that perceived good. They make it seem very appealing to petition to affect our hearts, our judgments, so that we do what it is they want us to do. Now, at the opening of the show, I talked about talking to you, speaking to you, coming right from my heart. There's something that I I ran across actually this morning. So I was listening to a podcast, and and the person was a medical doctor talking about the the physiology of the human heart. And this is something I'd heard before, but but this particular doctor said it with a little more clarity and and with some backup, some research backup. So so here's what it is. The human heart emits radiates electromagnetic energy. This is a fact. This is not uh, you know speculation. Research has proven this, okay? Electromagnetic energy at least 6 feet away and for some people with very, very strong hearts, now I'm not talking about the muscle, I'm talking about this electromagnetic energy, because some people, in some people it's stronger, and some people are, it's not quite as strong, but we all have it, this electromagnetic energy. So six feet, and for some people, miles. Think about that, because this electromagnetic energy affects those around us. So if our heart is full of fear, if we are succumbing to coercion, those those emotions, see it, it changes, it affects that electromagnetic energy, and those around us will feel that, even if we don't say a single word. One heart speaks to another with this electromagnetic energy. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. So so the more we fear and the more we succumb to fear, the more we are allowing ourselves to fall into these seductive philosophies, the more we drag down the people around us, because our hearts, that electromagnetic energy, will be emitting these emotions, radiating these emotions to others, even even if we aren't aware of it, even if we aren't aware that we're feeling fearful, 
Even if we aren't aware that we're feeling hopeless, our hearts are giving off these fearful, hopeless signals to everyone around us, at least within a six-foot radius. And for some of, it, some of us, it could be even further than that. Now, just think about that. Think about the impact that we have on each other and the potential for leading others into hopelessness and fear. Now, let's look at the flip side. The flip side, and this is ever so cool, right? The flip side is that if we remain steadfast in Christ, and this goes back now to 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 what I was talking about with the letter of St. Paul to the Colossians. If we really trust in Christ, and if we make him the center of our heart, then he will lead us to hope and strength and courage. And that hope and strength and courage will be radiated to those around us within a six foot to mile or miles radius. That, that's, that's astounding. That's so awesome. Think of the, the power that, that the human heart has, one human heart. The power that God gives that human heart to uplift others, to pull others away from the seductive philosophies, to, to bring them to Christ, to instill in them hope and, and dispel the, the despair and the fear. Think of that power. That is absolutely incredible. And so, you know, think of it this way. There are some people, there are some people who just, you just feel drawn to. Now, I, <laughs> there, there's one guy, you, I don't even know this man's name. It's kind of funny. We've nicknamed him the happy guy. So my husband and I, because we have, we have a, 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 a favorite refuge, I guess, our little, our sinful pleasure of the week is, is to go to this, this local, it, it's, I guess it's a custard stand, but they, they sell other foods as well, but, but they're, they're famous for their custard. Okay. So, so Oscar's is, is the name of this place, Oscar's frozen custard. And, and there's one man who works there He's, he's the manager, at least at least a shift manager. He's definitely higher up. And I've never had a chance to, to ask him. But he is always happy. He is just always happy. And, and my husband and I noticed this a very long time ago. So this isn't just like once or twice that we saw this guy that, that he was happy. But he, everything he does, he is smiling and, and cheerful to people and and. Even if he doesn't love his job, he just acts like he loves his job. I think he must really love his job and enjoy his work there and enjoy bringing joy to other people. But here's the thing. We nicknamed him the happy guy because he always makes us feel so happy. Even when the things seemed so bleak in our own personal lives and 
and in the world at large, it, we would go there. And, and I, I think that's why we started going there on a regular basis, because it was this little oasis, little, little, little vacation, so to speak, you know, for half an hour to an hour, just sit in this atmosphere. And, and when the happy guy was, was on duty, it made it extra amazing. It just, because you could feel, and here's where, where I'm getting back to the heart, radiating this, this electromagnetic energy. We could feel that happiness. We could feel the happiness that this, the happy guy (laughs) was, was emitting. And so because he was so happy, we couldn't help but be happy. We, we, the way he worked with the other employees and guided them and instructed them and so on, so forth, you know, it was always very upbeat and so cheerful. And then the employees would be cheerful and upbeat and smiling as well. It was, it's just an amazing thing. Now, now think about that, the way that plays out in this, in this custard shop, <laughs> and now think of think of when you go to church. Think about when you go to work. Think about when you're with your family or your friends. Think about even something so simple as going into a store and making your purchase. You know, you're in the grocery line, a checkout line at the grocery store, and and just think about this. Next time you go, Realize that everyone around you can feel your heart as you stand there waiting in line. Isn't that, it's crazy and it's amazing and it's beautiful all at the same time. If you're, if you're in, the, in the doldrums, if you are down and depressed, if you are angry, if you're impatient, if you're feeling lost and hopeless, everyone around you is going to feel it. That electromagnetic energy is going to transmit that emotion to the people around you. Isn't that something else? Now, let's, let's flip that around. And if you are filled with hope, if you are filled with the love of Christ and his mother, if you are filled with joy, the joy of God. Think about that. Because then by standing there in that checkout line, your electromagnetic energy that that you are emitting from your heart, radiating from your heart, this is carrying, you know, like like little carrier planes, (laughs) carrying these, these hopeful, helpful, godly emotions to all the people around you. And and think about, without even saying a word, without even saying a single word, my friend, think about the impact you can and do have on the people around you. Something so simple as that, that you can do, I can do, to start changing the tide. Because by being strong against these seductive philosophies that are of man and not God, we are helping others to stand strong against them as well. Because our hearts, 
will radiate that electromagnetic energy that carries with it strength and courage and faith and hope and love, on and on and on. It is, it is such a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I, now, there's no theological basis for this, okay? None whatsoever. But I, I, I do think that if we would allow ourselves to be perceptive, to be perceptive to it, I, because Christ is God, he's all present, he's all knowing, because his sacrifice on the cross took place for all time. I believe that if we ask our Lord to allow us to feel, to allow our hearts to receive that electromagnetic energy that was radiated from his sacred heart as he hung on the cross, I personally believe that if we do this in humility and faith, he would allow this. We know, we know what happens when we go to Eucharistic adoration. You hear this over and over and over again. I've experienced it. I would bet that you have, and if you've never been to Eucharistic adoration, oh, please do go, because here's what happens, is when people... Now, believers, people who truly believe in the real presence, go to Eucharistic adoration and place themselves before our Lord in his body, blood, soul, and and divinity there in the monstrance. That is also his sacred heart. And imagine that if we ask, imagine the electromagnetic energy now now granted he is when he was on earth he had a human body okay and now of course we know he is god but it how impactful this is people say they can feel him there they can feel his presence they can feel that nearness to him. They can feel the love that he is radiating into their hearts. Now, I don't know that that's electromagnetic energy. I, it's divine. It's God. It's Christ's grace. I don't want to. I don't want to get you mixed up or make you think I'm. I'm speaking heresy here, but it's the same principle in that Jesus, whether it's electromagnetic energy or divine, his divinity, certainly his divinity. But regardless, it's it's the same principle in that in that his heart, his sacred heart that loves you more than you could ever in the world imagine. That sacred heart of our Lord 
must, that, that power will affect your heart because he allows it and you ask for it. And this is, this is why for me, uh, you know, just sitting there, you know, oftentimes I go to, to Eucharistic adoration and I, I just want to (laughs) sit. I just want to sit. Sometimes I have prayers that I say, sometimes I have things I want to talk to our Lord about, but most often I go in and I kneel and then I might say some rote prayers, but at some point I will just kind of sit down. Sometimes I kind of, kind of plop down (laughs) into my chair from being exhausted and weary from the ways of the world. But, but the most fruitful part of Eucharistic adoration for me is simply sitting there and being and absorbing, allowing my heart to absorb the, the presence, the divinity, the power, the grace of our Lord's sacred heart to just rest there in him to to just I, I I picture myself as a sponge as a sponge sitting in a chair and and absorbing literally soaking up the the graces that are available to me that our Lord makes available to me when I go to Eucharist adoration it is Try it. Try it. That's all I can say is try it. And and while you're there at Eucharistic Adoration, then perhaps, and this is just a suggestion, of course, but perhaps you can petition our Lord to help you to have a courageous, hopeful, faith-filled, love-filled heart so that everyone around you will automatically be led to him simply because they're in your presence. I think a lot of the saints must have had this because people say, you know, you could feel you were in the presence of a saint. I've heard this from many, many people who knew Mother Teresa, that you could feel that you were in the presence of a saint. And I think that a large part of that is this electromagnetic energy that's emitted from their hearts, the heart of a true saint, because it's driven by the purest love of Christ and his mother. So something to think about. So next time you are around any other person, anybody, Anybody, family, wherever you are, friends, whatever, think about that and do a heart check and see, see, get a, get a grip on what you think you might be emitting. Am I happy? Am I sad? Am I feeling joy? And if you're not feeling joy, ask our Lord, help me to be truly joyful so that I can spread that joy to others. We can change, we can change things drastically. If we do that, if we're just aware of our own hearts, 
So, so that, my friend, is my heart-to-heart chat with you today. I, I hope you grab hold of this. I hope that you look further into it. I do want to direct you. Now, I have no affiliation with this website. All right. This is this is a website that talks about this whole electromagnetic energy that is emitted from the human heart. It is it, it it's research and and it's just because this was mentioned by this medical doctor that that I had listened to this morning. So the the organization is Heart Math, as in the subject working with numbers, right? Heart Math Institute. And their website is heartmath, all lowercase, one word, dot org. So, so look into it if you want to know more about the, the research behind this. And, of course, I'm going to ask you, I always do, please check out my website, margefenelin.com. Please, please subscribe to this podcast. Please share it with others. Imagine the good we can do. If we start changing all the hearts around us within a six-foot radius and those hearts change the hearts around them within a six-foot radius, imagine exponentially we could spread hope, love, and joy. So margefenelin.com, you can find out there how to book me for your event, conference, bring me to your parish. We can talk about doing an online event if you prefer that. My books are there. My religious articles are there. Sacramentals to help you in your spiritual life. My other podcasts are there. My videos there. It's all there at margefenelin.com. Please also, I just want to ask you, please subscribe to my newsletter, Merry Mail. Once a week, three minutes a day to a week, I mean, to a deeper love of our Blessed Mother and her son, our Lord Jesus Christ, leading the world to Christ through Mary. That's my mission. That's my ministry. And I'd love to have you on board. God bless you, my friend. And hey, get your heart out there and start changing the world. This is Kevin O'Brien of EWTN's Theater of the Word. I'm excited also to teach middle school and high school literature, speech, and drama with homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. Your student can meet with me online for a live, interactive class. Whether you take apologetics with John Martinoni or grade school with Jackie De La Viaga, or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, online Catholic learning for your homeschooling family is available for you.